head hit the shot from half court. MVP of all sports, coach put me in the game. You know I'm the truth born to feel bad. Competition, know the deal, coach put me in the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and we here in the juke with Coach Staley. And way, way out in the Sunshine State, the great city of Orlando, Florida, our man Coach Kurtz is with us. Once again, here to bring your show. It's been a minute. You know, people had some stuff to do. Uh, Coach Staley's been moving. Coach uh, Kurtz moved out of state. Um, and, and as usual, the grind continues for us up here in Hartsville. So, um, Josh, hey, it's been about maybe two weeks since our fans have heard from us. You know, how, how has that time been for you with the new baby in the move and all? Man, sleep is um, almost non-existent now. Um, I'm, I'm probably averaging about three and a half hours of sleep a night. My wife is probably averaging about two and a half. Um, the baby today is one month eight days old. I have not worked out in one month and eight days. <laughs> um, it's been very demanding. Um, but it's, he's been a bundle of joy, man. It's amazing. It seems like he has personality already. So we count those blessings. We're in the for all my basketball coaches. We're in this hot, heated summer grind, you know, trying to find a way, trying to figure out what's going to look like next season. Um, some of my peers keep wrecking over the summer. Um, some of us are trying to figure out how we can get better. So we're just in this good summer grind. But with that being said, with all the joy of the good Lord blessing with a new, another baby boy, a new baby boy, you know, been sad the last couple of weeks because my, my brother, my good friend, my, my old dog, my, one of the greatest colleagues I've ever worked with has just moved the entire state down past Georgia, went down to Florida to Orlando and you know, I think Coach English, you have a lot to do with me losing Coach Curse because you put that energy out there. No, I didn't. No, it, it, you know, hey. when we first, when we first, when we first started doing the show, you were keeping that energy. Well, if you ever want to leave, <laughs> if they don't do you right, that they should go. Or, so you know, um, he didn't ultimately he didn't come to Hartsville, but he did move to Orlando to bigger and better things. I'm happy for Coach and let Coach talk about that a little bit, but it's, it's been pretty sad. It's not the same right now, you know. Um, I know things 
I enjoyed where I was at uh, at AC Florida in South Carolina, and but uh, this opportunity presented itself, and uh, this school has a very big vision um, to grow and to expand and really use the platform of uh, of sports and strength and conditioning to to not only improve uh, improve the athletic programs, but also to improve the entire school and improve the kids, not only as athletes, but as people. So I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, just finishing up, I guess I'm halfway through my my second week down here, and uh, it's definitely going to be a lot of challenges, but I mean, that's uh, that's for sure where you become, uh, if you, you don't you don't grow in your comfort zone, right? So uh, I'm definitely out of my comfort zone a little bit right now, and I know that it's going to going to make me a better coach and make me a better person and uh excited for the challenge and for the new opportunity for sure but definitely miss you guys miss all of the athletes at ac floor miss the great coaches at ac floor and uh the great community for sure but excited for this new challenge 100 no doubt man no doubt like steve obviously had the other day on the show you gotta go to grow so you went and now you're growing, man, and I know that that this conference back on the twenty thing will create more growth and excellent work for you. How things been going for you, coaching? Uh, it's been actually kind of all right up here, man. Um, uh, we lost some. Uh, my principal retired, and me and him were really close, and it was kind of a little uh, emotional for me, but. You know, the guy that they hired, uh, Mr. Corey Lewis, is uh, one of our assistant principals that I'm really close with. And um, it was actually a uh, pleasure. It was actually a, a relief for me that they hired someone that I knew that I knew I could get along with and could talk to. So, I mean, for me, life actually been pretty good. I think that everybody has their own personal issues and things that they, got, that they go through. But um, for the most part, God has blessed me um, with a good job, a great family. Um, great family, and um, I want to say to my brother Micah, um, yes, I was putting the energy out there, but it was for you to come this way. So if you would have had a contract from them, I felt it should have been only right that you called me and say, hey, coach, what can Hartsville do for me? But all the best. Um, I seen your facilities on on social media, man. That is some great stuff. I already see you got kids in there grinding. I didn't expect anything less, and I wish you all of the best um, with with the new the new bride to be, and you know the family that you're about to build. And and, and <clears throat> apparently, you wouldn't leave a great organiz- a, a great place like AC Floor for just no. anywhere. So I w- wish you the best. Um, and hope, and well, we know you will succeed. There's, you know, failure is not an option for you. Um, so we know you will succeed. So I'm gonna miss you like crazy. Um, but you know, I, I know you ain't but a phone call or an email away. So I'm pretty good. I, I, Josh is gonna feel it a little bit more than I do because you know how he like to set you up in the morning with a little foolishness he do. He ain't gonna have nobody to set up now. But you know. You know, it, it, it's uh, once again. I just hope that. What am I? What am I setting up? Like, what are you talking about? I mean, they, I mean, our listeners, our listeners have to go back to the older shows to listen for the foolishness you get Micah in. But we, you know, I digress. I digress, and we can continue. Uh, you know, we're gonna miss him. I think. I think Asian Floor has lost a, a cornerstone. A lot of times, people like to have them. I mean, you got to, you got to have the mindset. You got to move on. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. If, if we kick the bucket today, they'll probably replace us uh, before the day is over. But it's, 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 I think, you know, I wish they were, we, would, we could afford a little harder to keep them. I am personally, uh, you know, wish you could have stayed, but like you said, you got to go, got to move on. Got to move on, bro. Hey, well, I got I got one thing I got one thing I want to say. There's a testament to what you do, Micah. When I spoke to about one or two coaches um, who have I, I don't know if they've ever met you, and they said, um, "Damn, uh, it's gonna be tough for Flora now because that guy was sort of the backbone of what they did." And that's a testament to you and the job that you do with those kids. And it's not to say that, you know, AC Florida would not continue to strive to be the best and everything. But I think that with everything, it's just like if Josh was to leave. You know, it's not saying the person that's coming in is not going to be as good or, or is not going to attempt to be as great. But it's just something that you brought to the table that made those kids want to be great and want to do things a particular way that people know that people outside that people that have never met you know that there's going to be an impact to be felt um, by you leaving. So, um, yeah, I think people going there and what's your, what's your respect on coach? Coach E is he mastered the art and the science of his profession. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. Why he's always going to be in such a high demand. And, uh, you know, we ain't going to make this the sad that coach Kirk said, you know, <laughs> but,
between Michael Jordan and um, LeBron, who's the, who's the best. I mean, I love to argue with Coach Lee about that. <coughs> Michael Jordan. Let's, 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 let's use LeBron as an example. You know, as successful as LeBron is, there are hardships that come along with that. And with those hardships, you know, um, one example might be the hardship of managing the time of your family. You know, you are a very successful person. Ultimately, what you're successful in is going to require the preparation and the time to be as successful as you, as you possibly can be. Not as everyone else, but just focusing on you because you only can control how good you are in something. And a lot of times, um, we struggle with the hardships because we get outside of the things we can't control. So, like, for example, LeBron has to spend a lot of time away from his family. And about a lot of us, so we're just using LeBron as, as, a, as a synergy example. I am right now. You know, I can make it personal and change some of my hardships a little bit. But, so LeBron spent a lot of time away from his family. That's an example of a hardship of success because he wants to be the current best basketball player on the planet. He wants to be a winner. He's chasing this, the, the ghost of winning as many rings as he possibly can win. And, um, he admitted himself he was chasing the ghost of number 23 of Michael Jordan. And, 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 and it's hardships with that. You sacrifice and you're, and you're away from your family. Um, the hardship of handling the scrutiny that you constantly fall up under when you don't meet the mark of what others think you should be meeting. You know, it's scrutiny with that. That's another hardship you got to know how to handle. The scrutiny uh, that comes with being successful. Because we were talking about in the pre-show, if we ask eighty percent of the casual NBA fans, or if we answer, if we ask one hundred casual eighty percent fans, I would put a hundred dollars on it that eighty percent of them would not know who is the twelfth man on the Sacramento Kings bench. Not that that twelfth man isn't very good, but Sacramento Kings aren't very successful. So people tend not to care about you if you aren't very successful. They either want you to continue to be successful, or they want you to stop being successful. And, 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 a lot, and, and a lot, and then it's a few in between that doesn't really care. But at the crux of the matter is this they know you if you are successful. And with those success, with those elements of success, with those steps and stages of success, comes hardships. And what, we, what I'm trying to maybe help some of our listeners um, understand is manage those hardships, you know, and you manage them in your own personal manner. Like, I can't really give you steps to be like, okay, how do you manage the hardships of success? Because your hardships might be totally different from someone else's. Like, for example, one of my hardships is family time. You know, um, I'm spending a lot of time with other people's children because I am a high school basketball coach. Um, so how do I handle those hardships? Um, one of the hardships, the way I handle them is, I take, I make sure my sons are in the gym with me all the time. Okay, and when I come home with my wife, it's her time. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be on the phone. I'm not trying to see what else is going on. And I even limit how much TV I watch. If we do watch the show on TV, we watch it together. We really, we literally watch the same shows. I've watched more dramas than I have the last couple years because I'm trying to manage that hardship of time because I'm trying to be a successful coach. Um, I'm going to let Coach Lemon let you um, put your... Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think what you said when you started off talking about LeBron 
one of the uh, curses, or I guess the things. Okay. Yeah, can you hear me? Test one, two, one, two. I can, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can y'all hear me? Can you hear me? Hear me? Hello? Y'all there? Yeah, what you got, Coach? My fault, my fault. Um, the, one of the main things I think that comes with uh, success, one of the hardships of, of success is consistency. And I think that, wait, hold on. Oh. One, that, one is consistency, the other one is humbleness. You ever heard to say, you ever seen a kid post, I'm a humble beast? That's not being humble. If you have to post that you're a humble beast, that's not really truly being humble. I don't have to post about, if I'm being humble, I don't have to post about my success. My success speaks for itself. And I think that humbleness, the reason why I call it a, uh, a hardship of success is because it's so hard to be humble. Um, and I think that although we argue about who's the greatest between Jordan and and, uh, and LeBron, the one thing I can respect about LeBron to a, to a degree is his humbleness, is the fact that he doesn't talk about his greatness. Other people do. You know what I'm saying? And it's got to be, it has to be hard, but he deals with that well. And then consistency. How many high school basketball teams have we seen win a state championship or beat or go to a state championship and then you don't see them again for a while or you don't even hear from them again period you know i think that and i mean a state championship in lower states and upper states and all it, that is not i don't think that's the measurement of success that's not my measurement of success although i would like to i've had the opportunity to to be an assistant coach at a state championship game and I would love to be a head coach in one one day whenever it happens um, I don't measure that as as my own success but my hardship of success as is yours Josh as is yours Micah is to make sure these kids are successful at life and that when they leave us we hope that we have impacted them enough where they can go off and do something with themselves and I know I'm kind of on a different side of what you guys are, uh, what we talked about, but I'm hoping that it adds to what we are the overall. Um, we talked about the hump. Let's talk about the humbleness a little bit. Is Golden State really being humble about their success right now? Like you were the favorite when you got Kevin Durant. When you got Kevin Durant two years ago, you were the favorite to win the NBA championship for as long as that team is together. So do you really need to go out there bashing LeBron? Because at the end of the day, who did you beat for real? Like you swept the team you were supposed to sweep. My grandma used to say, you don't get credit for doing stuff you're supposed to do. You just don't get credit for it. How, how my grandma said, you, you get an A, you're supposed to get an A. I'm not giving you $10 for an A. You're supposed to do that. So you were supposed to win the championship. You don't need to go out there and bash that man. The man gave you 51, and he was one bonehead play away from the series completely changing. Because I truly believe, had they won that game one, we we I think the 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 series is still going on today. Had had they won that game one, because if LeBron, because I'm gonna be honest, if you score 51 and you don't win, that takes something out of you. I I don't know what else I could do it. 
well, not just scoring 51, but also having a free throw to win the game. And you miss it. Offensive rebound, still in position to win the game, and screwing up there. So that takes that takes all that, and then lose that game. I mean, that takes so much out of you. It's, uh, and now that, but your coach, your coach not doesn't only, know. Your coach doesn't know the situation. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, and, but also even going before that, the overturned charge call. I mean, all that's kind of just like you're already a major underdog, and then for all of that to happen, it, it really took the took the win out of the series. Which uh, it, if they won that first game, it could have been an exciting series for sure. Yeah, I'm, I like, but I like, I like what you said as one of the uh, main hardships and success is consistency. See, a lot, of, a lot of people take that for granted because consistency is something that is like not given. Like you aren't, it's not given that you're going to be good every single yeah. day. You know, so, so, so the sacrifices, which kind of hits on what I said the first time, the sacrifices that you have to make to be consistent is borderline unreal. Because most people aren't going to do it because it puts you in a zone where you literally can't do what everyone else does. And in our arena, in sports, most people measure success on the element of the left column and the right column, which is W's and L's. Okay? How many tally marks you got in the left column versus how many tally marks you got in the right column? And what's happening is when you're trying to be consistent, it is such a burden because, one, it's so many variables outside of your control that dictate your consistency, okay? Then you have to figure out how to make the variables in your control outweigh the possible variables out of your control that could potentially hurt you. What do you mean, Coach? What the flip are you talking about? It's not like you're speaking chemistry here. But this is what I mean. Okay, you got, let's say you are a football coach. And you got three kids to play quarterback. Quarterback A, certified starter. Quarterback B, solid high school player. Quarterback C is on the team because we have to use you if A and E are knocked out. Quarterback, you have to put in so much time with each one of those quarterbacks that if A jumps up and says, hey, I'm going to IMG, I'm the top quarterback in the country, that quarterback B and C are already in place and ready to keep your program at a respectable level, at a consistent level. Most people take that for granted and don't put that work in. Where I call it for working the bottom up. That guy that you take for granted, you have to put the same amount of work in with that guy that you know is a, a surefire hit because you never know. And that's a burden of success, consistency. And once you prove that you are consistent, it gets into what Coach Curtis talked about, which is another burden, is dealing with the outside element. I'm going to give, like, like for, 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 for people that wait for someone that's down, downfall, I'm going to give you a pass, but after I give you this advice, I'm not going to give you that pass anymore. It is a natural human tendency to be like, man, they got that, I wish it was me. As a human being, you have to fight 
national strength coach of the year. Human tendency is bad. I would like to know how I feel to be the national high school basketball coach of the year. Stop yourself right there before you even complete that sentence. Man, Coach Kurtz, I'm extremely happy for you. Congratulations. Let's go celebrate. So instead of trying to figure out why it's not you or instead of, I'll, I'll, let me, let me, let me, let me stick that. Instead of trying to wish it was you, celebrate the person you know that was successful, then figure out what you need to do to make it you. Instead of just wishing it was you. And then, because when you wish it was you, you get into this mindset of, oh man, how they can do that. And then that plans to see them hate. And then you find yourself upset because somebody else was successful. Don't punish yourself like that. Allow yourself to celebrate someone's success. And then you will learn how to manage your own burdens of success. Because most people aren't going to get the burden of success. Because you aren't going to be successful. Because you aren't willing to do the things of what it takes to be successful. So having a burden of success, though the word burden usually goes into a negative a negative arena, a negative field when it comes to words and, 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 and situations to be in, a burden of success isn't necessarily negative. It's just, it comes down to how you manage it. But that word consistency, which you, which you said, I always feel like you're humble on but that word consistency, which you said, just, just resonated with me because that is, that is a burden. Like I say it all the time, I'm not saying it, I went more than five to state championship before I won my first Okay, so so somewhere down the line, I had to figure out as a coach what it takes to stay at a championship level year in and year out. Because in my mind, I was like, man, I lost, I lost, I lost nothing, lost nothing, lost nothing, lost nothing. Lost nothing. So by the time I got up to five, I was like, okay, what do I need to do to figure out a way how to get over the hump? So consistency. But you you want to be able to put yourself in a position where you can be successful year in and year out, and that comes with with multiple things, and one of the biggest things that it comes with is that work and preparation time that it takes to be successful. And let me say this, Josh, like you say you went 0-5 in state championships, and the question to our listeners is how many people have been to one? So that speaks speaks to your consistency. And not only that, but that consistency from 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 that comes from the top down. It it resonates with your. It, it goes from uh, uh, administration to the coach to the kids. And I remember, uh, I think after you won the state championship with AC Florida, you said you got a phone call from one of your kids. I remember having this conversation with you, and you was laughing about it. But it was it was his mindset of consistency you said Drake called you and was like yo coach I, I can't wait till we when can we get in the gym and I think that was Sunday he called you and y'all had just won the state championship on Saturday and he wanted to get yeah. in the gym on Monday and you was like look he was like man we gotta wait like a week he was like yo why we can't get in the gym on Monday because it was the consistency and the expectation that he had for winning that made him want to continue and it's so hard it, it, it is very I want to say it's so hard it's very difficult to be consistent to be successful consistently and I think well, one of the one of the one of the biggest one of the biggest burdens of success is um tackling 
the element of failure. So most people can't tackle failure. They they allow failure to tackle them. You got to so fail forward. Fail, that, that, that's a part of success because you, you learn from your shortcomings. So you have to tackle failure. That's, that's, that's one of the major burdens of success that people can't get over. It's like, okay, LeBron, everybody's been to LeBron. He is three and six in the finals. You lost the finals six times. Okay, he fell short of the mark six times. He has to get up, tackle that failure again of losing this year, and start the preparation process all the way over again. I talked to Coach Zeke Washington, one of the all better coaches in the state of South Carolina. Um, they had an unbelievable year at Lifewood. They lost in the state championship the year before last, and they lost in the upper state championship this or the lower state championship part this past year on a buzzer beater with like a second to go to a team they had already beat twice during the school year. You know what Coach Washington said, man, Coach, it was frustrating, but you just got to get up and start that process all over again on what it took for you to get to that point. See, most people, that's called tackling failure. Most people don't tackle the element of failure. So that becomes something that stops them from having a burden of success because you're going to fail. Like, a lot of people want to talk about it, and, 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 and failure isn't a negative thing. It's, it's Failure only turns negative if you respond the wrong way. And when you tackle failure, you get up. And then before you know it, you realize, oh, shit, I didn't, oh, shit, I didn't really fail. I didn't really fail. All I did was come a little short of my mark. I learned from that. Now, next time, I know what it takes to get even closer to the mark or if not, hit it dead on. And you go on and on. And, 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 I, and I start to get on my soapbox, but, like, I give my kids some credit. I give my kids some credit. They, we, we, we had some scrimmages the other day, and God's real fan. I appreciate Coach Ingram's coming. And I had some dudes, because they were so consistent in their work in the spring, they shocked the hell out of me and the heck out of me in one of my first scrimmages. Like, dudes was doing stuff I didn't know they could do. We got one kid that literally went from not getting any playing time at all to he looks like one of the best guards on the team right now. But it goes back to consistency. How do you bear that burden of consistency? Because that is a burden being consistent. You have to constantly grind. You have to constantly put in the time. You have to constantly find yourself doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Of what everyone else is doing. Because it, it can't. But I think that's what all su- successful people—they don't focus. They don't focus on the destination. They focus on the journey. And if you're focusing on on, on the journey every single day, and every single day waking up, just trying to get a little bit better each day, uh, be a little bit better than you were yesterday, be have a, make a little bit of progress towards your goal than one that you made yesterday. Yeah become a little bit better every single day. I mean, that's what, that's what, that's where it's going to happen over time. I mean, it's talked about all the time where it's, uh, uh, there is, everybody, these celebrities are, or, or guys get drafted or anything. It's like, people are like, oh, they came out of nowhere. They're, they're an overnight success. No, there's no oh, such yeah. thing as being an overnight success. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's those people that, that 
Goat? Yeah. You still got Mike? Yeah, I think we lost him. Yeah. Shoot, make ten thousand more jump shots before you even consider 
a solid shooter. Not a great shooter, but a solid shooter. The best shooter in the NBA, Steph Curry, at this point, make sure is always making sure he makes at least a thousand jumpers a week. This is the best player in the NBA making a thousand jump shots. That you calculate that over since how long he's probably been taking basketball shooting. That's a lot of jump shots. Just consider the best and the best shooter in the world. So it takes a lot of patience to be successful, but it turns into a burden because most folks don't want to wait on that success. They want right now. Because we leave, we live in a right now society. It's the microwave society. It's I put it in there. I done did work for two minutes. I should see success on the other side. And I think that that's where we get caught up. Um, I was talking to some people and I said that the people um, who the the schools that win on a consistent basis are the ones that are talked about on a consistent basis are those that have those qualities. They are humble. They are consistent and they are patient. Their kids are willing to wait their turn. It might not be my turn to play right now. Like somebody yeah. asked me, they said, yeah. well, man, where'd Josh keep getting those kids from? I said, them boy be freshmen and sophomores. They just don't have a chance to play because the seniors and juniors be so good. And it's not because their yeah. talent It's because of the work that they put in. And I said, anybody can do what's done there. I said, anybody can do what's done at a Keenan. Anybody can do what's done um, at some of, at a Dorman or whatever. They build, programs have been built. And I, like I said, I, re, I, I recall a statement you made to me, Josh, one time. You said, you know, a, a great program never graduates. It never graduates. Like if you have a great program that is successful, that lives on success and, 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 and fights through the burdens of success, you the coach himself and the players themselves will always be successful. And it yeah, just is what it is. That's, that's, that's true, coach. It just is what it is. So I guess we're gonna we're gonna put a cap on that right, yeah. Um as my Charleston folk would say. Uh, um, uh, we're gonna get to the shout outs. Any shout outs you guys got? Um, no, man. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna get back to this thing being consistent for you guys, getting to the show every week. Um, hopefully, this show helps you, man. You know, there are burdens to suggest, um, the things you have to sacrifice, um, the consistency that comes along with it, the patience that comes along with it. And being able to be humble, I like. I think those four things are four major elements, four major burdens of success: humbleness, consistency, patience, and sacrifices. All of those are burdens of success, but they don't feel they, the burdens won't lay as heavy because the success is going to outweigh the burden. And just just stick to it, be patient. I want to thank our listeners cause for for steadily listening, man. Uh, Shout out to everybody, not just the basketball folks, but everybody's on their summer line right now. Football, tennis, cross country, whatever you play, lacrosse, soccer. Shout out to everybody's on their off-season grind, man. Once again, shout out to Coach Kurtz, moving on to new things, doing bigger things. Uh, down in good old Orlando, at least I got somewhere to stay. I'm bringing my whole family. <laughs> Coach Kurtz's house when we go to get the world because there's no need to rent a home. <laughs> I mean, we can go to Walmart. 
fireworks from, from my house every night. Let's go. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, shout out to you guys. I mean, I, I, it's, it's been a minute since uh, we've been on the show. And, and uh, I mean, it's a blessing just to get on here and, 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 and have some conversation with you guys because, uh, I mean, I've become a better better person and better coach every time I, I'm in a conversation with you guys. So it's been always awesome to be back on with you guys and uh, listening to your insight. And I'm going to continually learn from some both. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all of our listeners, too. Uh, definitely, uh, I think in one of these next shows, we should uh, we should take a topic from one of our listeners like we did uh a few months ago, that was a great uh, topic that we did a few months ago from one of our listeners. So let's get this thing rolling, and I appreciate you guys for sure. No doubt, no doubt. Coach, you take us out, baby. Yeah, man, I want to give a shout-out to uh, all our listeners. We are over. We didn't get a chance to really, really uh, big it up, but we are over 2,000 downloads. That is crazy for the short period of time that we've been recording this podcast. And we appreciate all our listeners from as far as uh, New York City um, for just straight up for listening. Um, I want to give a shout out to my man, Edward Wilson. Uh, he's partnered up with me uh, in the Mind Over Matter uh, mentoring uh, program of which Josh Staley will be one of our featured speakers on June 30th over at Hartsville High School. If you want to know how to sign your kid up. For that ment- that day of mentoring, um, go to dreamteammentoring.org and go ahead and click on the Mind Over Matters tab and sign your, sign your child up through Eventbrite. Um, we're trying to make sure that we do our best to change the community. As always, as always, keep God first. Everything else will follow. Peace.